He's the man in the back of the room. Y con la voz de Dios. He's told U.S. presidents where to sit, CEOs where to go, and stars when to shine. But as he likes to point out, Who cares? I care. It's true, she cares. And so does he. He's entertainment and production agency owner and meeting and event master, Anthony Bellotta. She's his Agent 99, and you're about to be Bellottified. Hi, friends, and welcome to another episode of Bolotified, the one and only pod about events, entertainment, and engagement. I'm Anthony Bellotta. I'm here every week with the always delicious, always optimistic Alexia Cristina Postelides. Opa! Hello! I just want to congratulate myself. I think I'm getting better and better and better at that name. <laughs> You are. It's starting you to roll are. off my tongue. It is. It is. It's 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 almost. I, I can't give you a perfect mark, but it's almost there. Okay, great. Well, you'll have to school me a little bit at the okay. end of the show so that I eventually get it right because I'm going to fall into this trap now of doing it this way because it feels right. So I need some schooling. Okay. okay. I can give you where to put the accent on the first name. Hey, but listen, don't feel bad because my oldest brother... Um, who is also your namesake and your birthdays are one day apart. Um, he, I call him on it cause he pronounces our last name wrong all the time. And he likes he. to think he, yeah, he does. He's, he's, he says apostolitis instead of apostolidis. Oh, that's interesting. It's a, it's a slight difference, you know? And so now I've kind of started calling him out in public on it just cause well, I can. <laughs> where does that come from? It's the, it's hard, yeah. Where Talk does where does what the, the pronunciation or or no or... his pronunciation? Because I I'm assuming that I'm assuming that you're pronouncing your name as you heard your parents pronounce. No, your name. I am not. How oh, we said it growing up turns. to make it easy on Americans, we said apostolitis. Now. It sounds like a disease. Exactly. About this. We have talked about this. Yeah. And I finally did a little bit of research. And I actually spoke to some Greeks and I went, you know what? It's a beautiful name when you say it right. Right. So Apostolides, which means follower of the apostles, is lovely. Apostolitis, don't get hepatitis, vote for Apostolitis, is not so pretty. So no. he it makes started, my stomach hurt just to doesn't, hear it. Doesn't yeah. it should. Um, so he started pronouncing it right, and then he started teaching himself some Greek, but he still says apostolitis. And now he's now the other day he claimed to do that to make it easy on other people. I'm like, I don't want to make it easy. It's a pretty name, say it right. And I know that's very braggadocious on my part, but I, I don't. I, I like my not, name. No, I, I think, you know, hey, <laughs> exactly. You should be proud of the name you have, I am, right? I am. But, but I disagree with Anthony, whose birthday is one day, either before or after <laughs> mine. Before. Because, before, um, which makes him older. Doesn't matter. Um, well, it's a different year, but we won't, <laughs> we won't go there. Still makes him older. He's older. Uh, He's just older. like my friend Gary. Yes. Uh, so... I don't understand how he can think that it's easier 
I think, to... I think honestly, he's gotten so used to saying that, that that was an excuse. It's easier for him. It's a good thing he doesn't but... listen to this because I'm totally calling him out. So what did your parents use? How did apostolitis, they Apostolitis. Apostolitis. Oh, they used apostolitis. Yeah. And what is he saying again? Aposta... Uh, apostolitis. Apostolitis. Instead, instead of apostolitis. Instead of apostolitis. Instead of apostolitis. These, right. Well, you lead these. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. There was just a uh, horn honk outside, right? It was a perfect button to that. It was. Was that what that it was? That was that was. It was a horn honk. Honk of a horn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, today I have something very specific on my mind that I'd like to start chatting about. And that has a lot to do with who we have on our broadcast today. Uh, So why don't we talk about uh, today's tipsy? Yay. Now, some months ago, we encouraged you to understand all additional venue-related costs before signing on the dotted line. Those costs include, but are not limited to power, rigging, parking, network and audiovisual services, service fees, taxes. In some cases, they may be negotiable, but only, only if you try to negotiate before signing on the dotted line. This all still remains true. And there may be another way you'll want to protect your interests, whether or not the venue contract includes language regarding the assumption of risk, but especially if there is some inherent risk in participating in whatever it is the venue might offer. I'm talking about a waiver of participation, which clearly communicates the inherent risks and conditions that may increase risk to an individual when properly engaged properly engaged in the in any venue related activities the waiver makes it clear that participation is at will and requires a signature asking the participant to accept responsibility for their own safety it goes further than posted signs which then serve as a reminder in demonstrating a commitment to safety and the need for attendees and guests to participate in that commitment What I'm suggesting here is not legal advice. I'm not a lawyer. It's about maintaining a best practice that clearly demonstrates how effectively you communicate any inherent risk to the people who are not walking into the venue on their own, but because you've invited them there. Now, allow me to be clear again, I am not a lawyer and a waiver of participation may or may not help you in a legal battle but it will help you to set an expectation and does demonstrate how effectively you communicate any inherent risks, which may help you to avoid legal battles altogether. And that is Matipsy. Well, once again, my friend, your tipsy reminds me of Yaya and how she made it her job to always manage risks. That's what I would imagine a yaya does because she is watching over the herd, so to speak. Yes. yes. So she would, she had this little saying. Of course, she had this little saying. Mia, I don't think it was well, probably so little, but go ahead. <laughs> okay. So Mia Glico 
Let me start that again. Mia glicoriza tin imera krata takaka makria. Is that pretty? It's even beautiful. with the kaka. Kaka. <laughs> kaka. <laughs> it means a licorice a day keeps the evils away. So you know how back in the day, obviously before my time, and I'm, I'm thinking before your time because we're pretty close in age. Close enough. <laughs> close enough. Moms made it. Uh, they made their kids drink cod liver oil, right? Ugh. Right to ward Ooh. off to manage right. the risk of getting sick. They did right. this. Okay. Right. Well, black licorice is kind of the same thing. It has to be the real black licorice, not the red vines black licorice. Real black. Um, licorice. It's the Greek version of cod liver oil. So Yaya would always keep it in a paper bag in her purse and she used it for everything, right? To ward off, aka manage risks, or cure things like car sickness, upset stomachs. And of course, she would be standing at the exit line of carnival rides, getting it out to all of us. And really, honestly, anybody who was smart enough to listen to her, you know, if she saw a man getting off a ride with his kid and he was green, she'd be, eat, eat, eat the licorice. And it would it helps settle your stomach. It's a wow. cure-all. And you're a lover today of licorice. Yes. I've always been a lover. I used to come up with excuses. You know, what mom's going to make for dinner is going to give me an upset stomach. Yeah, yeah. She'd give me a piece of licorice just to help I had some the other day. I, I It's always in my house. Wow, that is really cool. So it's really, it's the real version of the Windex. <laughs> yes, it's the food version <laughs> of the Windex. The yes. authentic, the, 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 the non-movie <laughs> version of the Windex. <laughs> the cure-all, the panacea. You know, I have to be honest with you, though. I did try it once because I got, everybody asked me. I tried the Windex once. It It, it, it took a pimple away. No. Yeah. All right. More on that. Okay. More on that to come. <laughs> we'll need a demo. <laughs> <laughs> Want to know exactly how you did that. Okay. All right. <laughs> did I'll, you spray I'll... it on your neck or did you put it on a little towel or Q-tip and dab I it? Spray right on. Spray the neck. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Before we get started, if you're a new listener, please take this time to like and subscribe. Go ahead. We'll give you a sec. Why, thank you. I think maybe we want to meet our guest. I yes. think as well. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So our guest today is a San Diego native, yay, graduated from the University of Utah with a degree in international and global studies. She began her career in event planning, production, and sales at the Salt Lake City Marriott in Utah. After her time at the Marriott and then the Weston in Long Beach, she made her way back home, taking on the role of Associate Director of Catering for the beautiful Hotel Del Coronado mm -hmm. until COVID hit. From there, she worked as the Director of Catering and Conference Services at the Bahia before becoming the Director of Event Sales at Belmont Park. She is a mom to a 14-year-old high school freshman, as well as a dog mom to her one-and-a-half-year-old poodle mix puppy. Please welcome the vivaciously talented Melody Corvalon. And speaking of names, I hope I pronounced it correctly. You did pretty well. Hi, Melody. It's so good to Hi. see you. 
Great you're just, to see you. You're one of those people that uh, just looking at you makes me smile, just lightens my my world. Just looking at you. I wish that everybody else could see you. Now I feel guilty that they can't because, you know, only Alex and I get to really feast our eyes on you this morning. And you look so lovely. Just the smile, the the, the radiance. You have always been just the sweetest. And I feel exactly the same way about you. And I think for me, I feel like you're a, an event god. And I'm amongst event like greats when I'm just around you. And so as someone who um, has had, you know, their their whole career in events, I feel like I just even want to just like rub my elbow against you and maybe your event magic can somehow like creep into my <laughs> Oh girl, skin. I will rub my elbow against yours any day <laughs> yes. of the week. In fact, it's one of the things we can't wait to do is is come down and visit you and rub elbows with you for a more than just a, an hour, yes. actually. Yes. So before before we get started, uh, we have a little ritual. Uh, it's called Ten Quick Questions. Ten Quick Questions. Ten Quick Questions. Yay! What we're looking for in less than two minutes, and Alex keeps the clock, is a one word answer to the following 10 questions. Are you ready? Let's do it. Let's do this, okay. <laughs> We're gonna shake it up. Question number one. Which one of these rides would your coworkers use to describe your work style? A, tilt a wheel, B, flip out, or C, wave jumper? Ooh, I would say flip out. Flip out! I love it. Uh, what's the one word that comes to mind when you think about you? Uh, balance was the first word that came to mind. Balance. What's the last thing you do before climbing into bed at night? It probably has to do with my cell phone and it's probably not good. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> More to come on that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the one thing you wish you could stop doing? Uh, be on my cell phone as much as I am. Mm -hmm. uh, what does a typical breakfast look like to you? Uh, coffee and a protein shake. Mm. Uh, I'm your favorite flavor of ice cream. What flavor am I? World-class chocolate from Baskin-Robbins. Mm. Your life, however, is a pizza. What is it topped with? I'm a pineapple loving girl on pizza, so Hawaiian. Maybe add some jalapenos to be Mexican. So, so uh, jalapenos and pineapple like sweet and tart. Yes, is what I'm getting there, and spicy. Mm -hmm. And spicy. Uh, have you ever lost your cookies in public? Thank God, no. It's safe. It's safe. Can you spell hors d'oeuvre? I can. Would you like to try? H-O-R-S, D apostrophe, O, I usually have to type it, so, O-E-U-R-E-S, hors d'oeuvres. Did I misspell it? O-E-U-R, O-E-U-V-R-E. 
Yeah, so H-O-R-S-D apostrophe O-E-U-V-R-E-S. I just typed it. Beautiful. Yay! (laughs) That is, uh, I just joked about it, that you're truly not uh, an event and a food and beverage person unless you know how to spell hors (laughs) d'oeuvres. See, I totally agree. I 1,000% (laughs) agree. Uh, Okay, poor Alex. She's the one spice in your rack that never gets any use. What spice is she? Um, believe it or not, I'm not an onion lover. So like the everything bagel seasoning thing. Okay. Yeah. So the everything seasoning. Mm-hmm. Not just onion, but the garlic, the... Mm-hmm. I oh. think the whole combo is just too much for me. Okay. Well, that sounds better than dry chives. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Which does. is one answer that we've gotten so far. <laughs> so I'm hoping you're making a list of these, Alex. I, I actually we're have am. to have a little song someday of all of the spices that nobody likes. Nobody touches. Well, thank you for playing with us. Thank you so <laughs> much. Uh, now, now, you are at Belmont Park. Belmont Park, excuse me, mm-hmm. which is a jewel here in San Diego, mm-hmm. almost a hundred years old. Um, just in terms of our our tipsy today, I'd, I'd love to have your input on the tipsy, what you think, and if there's anything you'd like to add or disagree with. Oh man, no, I just I loved uh, what you said. I mean. Belmont Belmont Park being an amusement park, I think we're just always about safety in general in like every aspect of it. And then on the events, I think we tend to be that out of the box, um, you know, crazy idea of somebody really cool that says, oh, you know, what if we do that? That's that's us. And so we have a lot of. uh, uh, times where we are kind of transforming, um, like just blank spaces and we're activating it. And so whenever that happens, I feel like, uh, there's kind of like a high risk to things. And so we're really big on, on, you know, uh, certificate of insurances and liability waivers and just kind of going over everything and, um, really wanting to make sure that who we're, um, working with and allowing on property know what they're doing and are kind of experts in their mm-hmm. fields because, you know, we just want to make sure that the client and all of the attendees um, not just have an amazing, memorable experience, but are safe, you know. I'm glad to hear it. Really, really glad to hear it. One of the the things that we wonder is if walk-in business is handled differently than group business with regard to the liability that you carry there. Do you know that answer? Um, yes. I think that um, when it's kind of day of, uh, it's kind of handled individually and it's, you know, per person per person that are, is arriving. Um, when it's group business, um, it tends to be kind of blanketed over the group. And I think that's really the only difference. I think it's it's essentially the same forms um, and the same processes uh, that we use. I think it's just that would be really the only difference is that um, we're not kind of taking every individual, you know, and um, 
So it kind of just kind of saves some steps when you're planning for a group. I would assume with individuals, um, it's it's a there's a risk in coming to the park. As I say in my tips here, I'm making a decision mm -hmm. to go. I'm making a decision to ride rides. And there's a risk inherent in that. And so you're you're taking on that risk by taking yourself to the park. Uh, mm -hmm. But with groups, as I said, you don't always have that choice. You know, this is the, the it's pre-selected for you, the venue. Uh, if you're part of a group that is coming into town, you're likely to be coached there, bust there, mm -hmm. rather than you're taking yourself there. And I wondered if the park does ask for those groups to provide COIs to name the park as an additionally insured if you share or try to share that liability, because there is a decision being made in that instance for a group of people. They're coming because yeah. that's where the party is. Mm -hmm. We do uh, we do require um, certificate of insurances um, really for um, every vendor that's coming to provide a service. As far as the attendees, um, we do require it from like the planner and it's kind of just kind of um again mm -hmm. blanketed like event that covers if anything happens to the attendees while either in transport or at the park so we have a minimum liability coverage um, of a million dollars we do require um the Belmont Park uh, Entertainment LLC to be uh, added as an additional insured. Mm -hmm. And it's kind of funny because we do get, um, for those who are not seasoned planners, we kind of get pushback. And to me, that's kind of, uh, it, it's mind boggling because it's like, why would you not want to do this? It's not a, um, a really big cost for what um, right. you know, the benefit is. <laughs> so right. um you know, but I think that once we have the conversation about it and and how it's really just mutually beneficial uh, and, you know, we're we're here to just it, it's it's not just to be a stickler or to give you another thing to do or cause any headaches. It's truly to make sure that this event is smooth and that everyone is safe. And I think that most people, you know, get it. Um you know, it's funny because I think that I have those conversations more post-COVID than pre-COVID. Um, obviously, COVID annihilated our event industry um, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways. And so I, I, I feel like now I'm having the conversations more um, because the people I'm planning events with are not um, as seasoned mm -hmm. as they were. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of educating them. That you you really just you really just helped prove the point of my tipsy by telling people to incorporate these waivers of participation because as the planner, the one who is giving over a certificate of liability to the venue, you're basically stating that we're going to share in this responsibility, but you're the one who's bringing the people. And so you you do yourself justice by, if not having a form that they sign, then having the language uh, somewhere in the purchase of their ticket before they click 
and actually accept the ticket, even if it's a free, free event somewhere where they click and accept, because at the end of the day, you really, that's maybe something that'll help to protect you as opposed to nothing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So let's talk more about Belmont Park. Fun, fun place, a long history coming on 100 years, as I said, in just two years, right? Are you you doing anything for that 100 year anniversary? Is there anything planned for the park? There is. There's actually many things planned. I think that entire year will most likely be a celebration. Um, I think 100 years, it's, it's centennial celebration um is 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 a big thing um we've i'm just so excited to be a part of it uh like i said i'm a san diego native so i grew up you know riding that roller coaster Mm -hmm. and i have memories yeah of of a kid you know of of uh field trips um i remember even like in high school um i was uh i listened to this um morning show jeff and jerry if you were yes, around yes yes um, and they had like that roller coaster contest like there's just so many memories that i have and now being a mom to a 14 year old kid i used to take my son when he was a, a lot younger and then uh, working at the bahia so um mm, you know i was out of work kind of during COVID. corner to the park yeah yes. it's across the street yeah and so um i was hired um in May, a month before the state opened at the Bahia. And so it was right before summer break and summer break happened. And I wasn't like prepared as a mother to go back to work as soon as I did. And so I didn't really have childcare and Belmont Park took care of my kid that summer. (laughs) And so when (laughs) I got hired at Belmont Park, my kid was like, let me give you a tour and (laughs) told me where everything was. And like, it was the most hilarious thing to me. Um, And I think of it often as I give site tours of the park of my kid telling me where the restrooms were and where the rides are, where all the food concepts were. And it just, it's, it's just a funny thing, but um, that's a great story. It is. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's a great story. Yes, it, it, it is great. And um, it, personally, you know, I did almost 20 years in hotel events and I, I worked, you know, hotel after hotel, obviously some really great, amazing hotels. Um, I definitely have some really um, uh, shitty, if I'm able to say that word, hotels under my belt as well. So I've, I have the whole gambit of um, a hotel experience. And so this is my first um, non-hotel um, event uh, space. And I think when I, I talk to my um, my colleagues in the event industry, they're like, what are, what are you selling exactly? So this has kind of been my favorite topic to talk about in the last four months um, as I started my tenure here at Belmont Park. Um, so obviously Belmont Park is just a San Diego you know, a uh, uh, attraction. Um, it's very well known, like the San Diego Zoo and Balboa Park and Gaslamp Quarter. Um, Belmont Park is located in Mich- Mission Beach. It's right on the boardwalk. It's seven acres of uh, rides, attractions, and restaurant concepts. It has three full-service restaurants, uh, which is Draft, which is an American brewery concept, hamburgers, salads, um, sandwiches, and so on. Uh, Cannonball, which is on uh, above draft. It's a rooftop um, elevated sushi concept. 
And then next door to that is Beach House. Used to be Wave House uh, back in the day. Um, Beach House is um, a really fun kind of half toes in the sand um, are kind of tacos margarita concept that also doubles as a concert venue because it has a massive stage um, summers and actually kind of now year round obviously San Diego's weather uh, lets us allows us to have these um, a lot of great days where we're able to have this outdoor um, concert concept and we do restaurant buyouts of all three of those places um, our our kitchen and culinary team is actually one. Uh, so our catering, our private catering menus reflect uh, the taste of those three restaurants, um, as well as we have like a Little Italy buffet, because obviously we are, we're very close to um, Little mm -hmm. Italy, um, and then um, has some barbecue because you know, it's, it's San Diego and who doesn't want like a really fun summer barbecue concept. So, um, we have some really great, um, and as someone who has worked in catering in hotels and some first from some, um, great, um, uh, hotel venues, um, I'm really proud of our kitchen and our culinary team and, and, um, everything I've tasted thus far, I've been like, oh man, I think that my thought process before coming to work at Beaumont was, like, oh, it's going to be, um, we do have fast casual is, is what we call kind of our fast foodie uh, um, themed uh, places. So we do have hot dog on a stick and round table pizza and um, the the pretzel uh, place. What is it called? Uh, what's Wetzel. Wetzel's pretzels. Yes. Um, and we've got Monty's, uh, Belmonte's burgers. Um, so we do have that. And I think that in my mind, I was like, well, you know, do I really, I, I'm, I'm someone that, uh, after coming from the Dell, right. Um, mm -hmm. I, I, I want to sell an elevated product. And so mm -hmm. I thought, well, like fair food or like, I don't know about this, but no, um, we have a, a really great menu and a really great culinary team. And so aside from those three restaurant buyouts that do can do up to 400 plus people, um, we actually are able to sell out the park in its entirety. So my department, small and mighty, we handle everything from uh, 10 people who want a group uh, discounted wristband to ride the rides and they're, you know, they're on their own for food and beverage. Um, all the way to 10,000 plus people in a full park buyout where we're activating every nook and cranny and the fast casual food concepts and potentially the restaurants and the whole thing and we'll make it private and everything in between. So it's actually been amazing to see in these little four months, everything from a 2000 student grad night happen to like a really elevated sushi, uh, 30 person, like make your own or, uh, sushi, create your own sushi concept, um, where we're doing like a sake tasting for a bunch of CEOs. Like I've just seen so many things happen in the last four wow. months, later, which wow. has been really great. Um, a little secret weapon that I'm obsessed with as someone again in events here in San Diego, we know outdoor events end at 10 PM. You cannot do music anywhere. Correct, right. You know, it ends not at Belmont park. 
We do grad nights with full DJs. The roller coaster goes until one in the morning. DJs have gone till three, four in the morning at Beaumont Park. I'm not sure what magical um, grandfathered clause that we fall in. I think our neighbors are just uh, far enough away that there's really no impact or complaints. Um, but we're able to do past 10 p.m., which I think is just wonderful. It is. Um, it's so may I say that I know one of your neighbors. Do you? Do they complain? No. <laughs> Never ever ever have I ever heard them complain about okay. the noise. And uh they're pretty close. And so I wondered myself, Alex and I had this conversation mm-hmm. because you know, that is atypical in San Diego that the city has a 10 p.m. moratorium on sound mm-hmm. and you're able, whether you're grandfathered in or nobody's complaining, whatever it is, you're able to do what you're doing, which is incredible. So I mm-hmm. we, we surmise that nobody's bothered because yeah, otherwise, because this I, is not a place where people remain unbothered and quiet. Yeah, yeah, correct. I mean, Very wait, remain so. bothered and quiet. Right. That doesn't happen. Yeah, agreed. So, I, I think that, um, I mean, you know, the cost of homes in, in Mission Beach and Mission Bay. And I think that if they were bothered, they would be heard. So Yes, for sure. So you just said 10 people who want sort of a day pass mm-hmm. through to yep. 10,000 people and everything in between. So if somebody goes to the beach house and sees management and says, I'd like to do an event at the beach house, would they automatically be given to you first so Mm -hmm. that, and your team would handle it no matter where that request comes in? Yes. Correct. That's terrific. That means that you're creating standards there and you're developing product that is going to remain consistent for the different kinds of audiences that come 10 to 10,000. Mm-hmm. Wow. What's so, the biggest group you've seen? I have only seen 4,000. So I'm like challenge accepted. <laughs> so I'm going to find that, that big group. I actually, my, what I I'm looking for is um, those city that come in. Yes, you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking either I'm thinking maybe like a show your past type of thing, like show us your past. We'll give you a, a big discount if you if you want to come here on, you know, the shoulder dates of your conference or, at, you know, or doing like a special. Oh, we are going to keep the park open for you after your closing night reception or something like that. And, mm-hmm. you know, come on over and, and we'll make it private for you or so- something. I feel like we want to. Um, where we have not yet tapped into that situation. Of course, I'm not one to just wait for somebody to call. And I mean, I believe that they will one day, but I'm not going to wait around for that call and say, oh, you know, I'm heading this 5,000 person conference or 7,000 person conference in San Diego in 2024. I'd love to do something with Beaumont Park. You know, I, I can't wait when that happens. But until then, I, yeah. I want to yeah. figure out how to, you know. Um, I, I would suggest one of the things is to really get the word out that you're a venue that can hold that 
kind of capacity because Mm -hmm. you've just already set yourself apart from so many of the other venues in town. And you're right. They're going to be coming to you, these citywides, but when they know that, oh yeah, you can handle this whole thing, 10,000 people, piece of cake. Mm -hmm. Well, especially uh, uh, any uh, foreign conferences, anybody coming in from other countries where they're used to the world and their their town and restaurants and activities being open late at night, you know. Then they come to San Diego, which is lovely. It's my hometown, but it's sleepy. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard to find anything fun to do past mm-hmm. eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. You just can't. So right. you right. offer that, and so you give an option to people who are used to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean. And as much as I I dream of, you know, those big numbered groups, um, I'm still very happy with that, you know, big four, big in quotes, you know, 400, 500, 600 person um, group as well. Um, I'm, I'm very much have fallen in love all over again with Belmont Park um, in these last few months and just, Uh, you know, every day I get to see the ocean and every day I get to talk to people and whether it's a little group of 20 or, you know, what, whatever they're planning, I, it's definitely that like they're coming from all the places. Half of them have never seen the ocean. They want like a, a, the quintessential, uh, Southern California experience. I mean, just, I, I just have the perfect product for it. So I'm just super excited. You know, what's really cool is, is oftentimes when people have a place they love, whether it's Disneyland, and then they go and they work there, it, it changes their perception. And I've often heard not in a positive way. And it's really lovely to see that yours is so positive and that your enjoyment level is, has risen. That's so funny that you say that because that did cross my mind. Um, I I was recruited for this position and the initial um, call, I remember first, it was very secretive of who it was. And so they were very much interested in me and my background first. And then all they would say is that it's not a hotel. Um, and you know, the title would be director of event sales. And I'm like, well, I've been selling events where else would it be? And they were like, it's just this, you know, little did I know it was across the street from where I was actually right. sitting when I called. <laughs> um, and then when they finally, when they told me, okay, they think it would be a great match. So we want to tell you where it is. And then they tell me, and I'm kind of thinking to myself, like, oh, I love that place. And I want to stay loving this place. And will I love it when I know, you know, all of the, mm-hmm. you know, what, all the, all the things when I know all mm-hmm. the things, you know, and, um, and I think that's kind of been my favorite thing is, is finding, um, you know, we have weaknesses just as, as all places do. Um, but I feel like one that they are moving in the right direction, um, of, of progress and change and growth. Um, and I feel like the team within there is all very just united and really wanting to make, continue to make Belmont Park just, you know, the perfect San Diego, um, you know, place to come and visit. And so, and I'm just excited to be a part of the team in that progress. And then especially coming in 2025, when we have our, our hundred year, I I think that year is just going to be spectacular. Mm. It sounds to me that you're 
given a lot of uh, breath to bring in the business. And so there's that sort of a double-edged sword, right? Am I right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> that um, And that is exactly how every interview I had went. Um uh, that led up to, to, you know, them, uh, giving me an offer and me accepting, um, I kept saying, okay, what if I did, we, we did this, da, 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 and I would just kind of whatever crazy, you know, brained idea that I had, I would just kind of pitch to them. And they were like, yeah, we could figure it out. We could do that. This is how my GM talks too. Like, yeah, we right. could get, well, well, yeah, absolutely. So he's a yes guy. Um, I found out that the team, everyone I met with, um, you know, the director of food and beverage, our executive chef, I kind of would do the same thing. And I just kind of wanted them to be like, I mean, I got no's all the time in hotels. <laughs> Every day I would get no's, you know, I would say, oh, my client is looking for this or my, you know, or I have a group they're wanting to book for this. And, you know, I got no's all the time and I have yet to get a no in, in this short time. So, I mean, I'm hoping that that uh, continues, but yeah, it, it is, it's a double-edged sword in the sense of you know, they, they now are expecting <laughs> some <amazing>. great things, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and, but I, I want to give it to them. And I think that they're, they know that, you know, that every day I go in there just wanting to do some great things for Belmont park. So I have an idea. Um, and I probably only have this idea because of D'Angelo and his influence, but, uh, you know, there is a hole in the pride agenda now. Uh, in in the parties that are being offered up after the regular festivities. And I think Belmont Park would make a terrific place for a gay pride event <sighs> in 2024. So uh, if you're up to talking, we should talk true. to you. I think we should. That have would be a dream come true. <laughs> we, we could have the drag queens do a, we can have a contest and they come in full drag and mm -hmm. the contest is that the audience tries to select who will look the best after going on all the rides. <laughs> <laughs> Whose wig stays on? Whose wig right, stays right. on? Right. Whose wig stays on would be great. The lashes too. That because yeah. I, I do feel like I am a drag queen. I just was born a cis woman. Um, I, I get on the, on the roller coaster and the rides often. I feel like it, I can't sell it unless I can really talk about it. Right. So I, yeah, my lashes do just like, oh, yes. <laughs> wait, yes, yes. Mm. Dang it. Yeah. You, you, hopefully you keep extra pairs with you just in case. I do keep extra glue always, but not pairs. So oh, no. yeah, I think I think you, yeah, you're onto something there of preparation. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> you know, instead of the hidden Mickey, it's the hidden eyelash. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us about, uh, if you can, about the the range of costs to use the park, say as a buyout, or is it a per person? How do you charge? What do you do? Oh my yeah, gosh, talk about that's that. actually another one of my favorite things. Also probably coming from the Dell where like it is just, you know, not affordable by any means. <laughs> it's a Hotel Del Coronado. Um, Belmont Park can be very, very, very affordable. So um, I talked about, you know, like the 10, 10 people that want discounted wristbands. So anything from 10 people to 10,000, we've got wristbands that start at 
1895 per person. We've got arcade cards that start at $5 per person. So you can literally say, hey, um, we're going to have even happy hour across the street at Sandbar for whatever, 30 people. And then we want to uh, cross the, the street and hit the arcade. We're going to give them $5, $10, $20, you know. The arcade, by the way, is actually about to be renovated in 2024 for our centennial so that our park is as amazing as it can be uh, for that celebration. It's going to be called Barcade. So we're adding a full service bar. Oh, kind of smart. To, yeah, so kind of like a coin op or a punchable social mm-hmm. Um you know, Dave and Buster's type of concept. So um, that will be exciting. So they won't have to do their happy hour at Sandbar. They can, you know, come and do their happy hour. They're happying at the park, right? Exactly, exactly. So we have things at the park, again, starting from $5 to and up uh, for arcade, uh, for rides and attractions starting at $18.95. And up, I think our most expensive group pass uh, for the rides portion is $35.95. And that's for like to ride every single thing that we have in the park. Um, Our catering menus, we have um, our buffets start at $30, which I I just, that's mind blowing to me. $30, where can you feed people for $30 in an event? group setting yeah when I saw that I was like and a buffet and a buffet thirty dollars um and then we have uh vouchers that are like um we have uh uh, also that start at thirty dollars and up um so you it's for example um they can have a a burger or a, a pizza a drink and then a churro or a um like a soft serve something like that and so we also have all you can eat vouchers um, so they can really just hit all of our fast casual concepts as much as they want um and again just everything in between so working with a budget like belmont park is your place because we can really make something fun um for something pretty low cost and yet on the other side of the spectrum you have the sushi restaurant Mm -hmm. and uh the other two concept restaurants that can yes. also offer full catering if you want higher end. Oh yeah, our sushi menus start at there are they are display their fusion of uh, tray pass displayed and uh, buffet, and they start at a hundred dollars. So we, I like I said, we do have mm-hmm. you know kind of whatever mm-hmm. you're looking at that low price point. We got the mid range, and we do have very elevated um, ones as well. So what was it? What what is the the level at which you do buyouts? Um, so we can do. Uh, uh, it, it doesn't matter what you choose. We usually set like a food and beverage uh, minimum for mm-hmm. uh, for a buyout. Um, just kind of to give people notions. Um, the restaurant buyouts. Each individual restaurant, depending again where day of the week versus weekend yes uh, also season uh memorial day through labor day obviously is the busiest uh time of the uh, public park um so you know we like to play tetris and if if you're uh, on a budget we're going to tell you when it's going to be the most affordable for you um obviously if you have budget is no a problem then you can have it whenever you want <laughs> um but they tend to have a minimum of about 30,000 um 
te- I tend to see it more around the 50,000 um, because they tend to want it, you know, during, you know, more prime times. Um, so that's kind of the individual restaurant um, buyout. Uh, as far as full park buyout, like with food and beverage, um, I sent one proposal the other day. And again, I tend to send multiple proposals because I'm kind of, we have so many different options. So for example, um, I have a conference in 2024 is 850 people. So it didn't even hit the thousand mark, but they uh, were looking for like early in the year, January, February, March, and they were looking for a full private park buyout. And it honestly, it doesn't matter if it's two people, we will give you pricing for a full park buyout. You know, it's really just if it's within your budget. Um, And so for the 850 people, we offered um, two options. One was using uh, Beach House, um, the courtyard uh, pavilion that's next to it's really just kind of an entry space that we would activate. We would decorate and make it functional uh, for them, whether it be, um, you know, with bars and um, photo booths and whatever it is that they want. And then Coaster Terrace, which I've yet to talk about, which I'm not sure why. Coaster Terrace is our private event uh, space. It's not very large. It's about 200 people um, in its max capacity maybe a little more. Um, that's an indoor and uh, terrace that wraps around it. It's a really neat space because it's fully um, technological, AV equipped um, inside. And then when you're on the terrace, on one side, you have a view of, of the ocean, which is beautiful. And then on the other side, you have a view of the coaster, um, which is really neat. Mm-hmm. So um, that 850 person quote, that was one possibility of a uh, of that I offered to them. And then the other possibility was actually using the kind of heart of the park, which is the food court. We call it the adrenaline zone and the midway. It's kind of like an H shaped um, Mm -hmm. space um, that we would most likely put like buffets in the center and then seating for 850 um, on the outskirts. And um, both options were about the same. It was about I would say a little under a hundred thousand dollars. So for 850 people and what it entailed and what the experience was, cause it did, I included rides, I included food and beverage and all of the labor necessary and such. Um, I mean, a hundred thousand, all my events at the Dell were like $150,000. And that was like now six, seven years ago, pre COVID. So, you know, (laughs) and for a lot less than 850 people. So, (laughs) right. And here you have the ability if they want the view, but not the rides to give them a space that offers that. But if they want the rides, then give them a space that offers that you have a lot of flexibility there, Mm -hmm. which is really incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And the beach house, does it still have the wave machine? It does not have the wave machine. Oh, that's um, gone. It is gone, unfortunately. Uh, it after the wave, it's 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 gone through a journey. Um, it became a skate park, believe it or not. Um, that went uh, survived through COVID, um, and then once the state opened, the it was an, a third party vendor that did the skate park, as was the wave. Um, and now it kind of sits empty on um, the stage and kind of the backdrop that we have right now is kind of what covers it. So you can't really see it. Um, I, I, I guess I, I'm not sure if I'm going to get in trouble for giving you all a sneak peek of what's to come. Um, but I've been told that in 2024, we'll be doing um, 
2024 is going to be a very much a like a preparation year for our centennial. And so they are just in, of course, not wanting to, and being very strategic of the timing. Uh, like I said, summertime is uh, the most hustle and bustle of the park. So um, they're obviously want, not wanting to disturb, you know, when majority of business. And then of course, they're going to take into account when my big events are and not wanting to um, disrupt the experience there. Um, but one of the things that they want to do is that they want Beaumont Park to feel uh, like one park. I think it's a, a surprise to many uh, when they realize that um, Beaumont Park owns, manages, and runs those three restaurants. Um, I think that they think it's like a third-party company that has those. Um, and it's like, no, we, we are one. And so it's kind of divided restaurants are on one side and then the mm -hmm. park and rides are on the other. So their vision is to actually add rides and attractions to the restaurant side. Um, and so some of that space would be where the wave was, where the skate park was, um, and adding a couple of rides there. Their thought is that when someone is walking the boardwalk in Mission Beach, that it is obvious that they are at Belmont Park when they see that mm -hmm. we've got, you know, rides more in its entirety instead of just on one side. Yeah, you don't it really, really becomes a much more yeah. inclusive experience. Right. Mm -hmm. More robust. And mm -hmm. then you're brought into the park and the restaurants become a part of that experience rather than I'm just walking into a restaurant. Yeah, you can see how that will will change things quite a bit. Is there any talk on your campus about uh the about SeaWorld and the competition of SeaWorld? So um, I'm not sure, Anthony, if you have met one of my best friends, Steve Garcia. He just got promoted as the director of sales at SeaWorld. And he's also a gay man, which, you know, is my favorite. And mm -hmm. so he is absolutely wonderful. And we do not see each other really as competition. Um, he took the time, invited my whole team out to SeaWorld and gave us the most um, educational, very um, like even told us all their weaknesses and what people like complain. He was, he was such a breath of fresh air. I didn't feel like he was trying to put on a show or try to tell us that SeaWorld is the most perfect place ever. You know what I mean? Right. And so stop your selling now. Right, right, right. Exactly. No, you shall never win all. this war. <laughs> right, right. And so, yeah, so we, uh, we just have, it's a different feel. It's a different product. It's, it's just, you know, it's just different. And, um, so we have a really great relationship. I started when I was at the Bahia, um, a little group, um, called keep it in the Bay. It's all the event venues in mission Bay. Um, it's, it's not a concept I, I made up. There is keep it in the Valley and keep it downtown. And I started keep it in Coronado. I'm not sure if it still exists when I was at the Dell. Um, and it's just, um, it, it's existed my entire career. Um, so when I, started in my first hotel in San Diego. I was in Old Town and Keep It in the Valley invited uh, the, the two Old Town hotels um, that existed back then um, into the group. And uh, we would meet once a month. And it just, it really helped me see um, our quote unquote competing venues 
um, not as competition. You know, everyone is different in, in their own right. And I've just never sold in that way. Um, and when people say, hey, I'm looking at you guys and at SeaWorld, which by the way, has yet to happen to me. They're not really looking at both two of us. very different yeah yeah so um yeah we, we and, and honestly there I I haven't I can't tell you what is like oh our number one competition is I, I can't that's not usually the case um I think that we're we tend to be the the add-on um of something <laughs> so you know they're doing you know a conference at so-and-so place or you know, a training at so-and-so place, a wedding at so-and-so place, and then they're going to add on this fun thing. And that's kind of, I feel like more mm. our, our place so far is my, my thought. Um, but yeah, no. So yeah, you, ha you, he should be on the show as well. He is, um, hilarious and wonderful and just a really great human and um would love to go to Moe's and all have drinks together yeah that sounds great <laughs> I, I don't know how I don't know him Steve Garcia yeah so I'm he's right in San Diego yeah Steve Garcia I will I will do the intro to you Alex and and you can make it happen great I would love it great. I would love it um no he's new to San Diego he has a really great love story with his husband um they've uh just celebrated their one year anniversary well now you don't need to have him on I just I'm apparently the um, president of his fan club <laughs> there you go <laughs> yeah no he met his husband here like 10 years ago or something like that in a brief stay in San Diego left lived in other places that I can't remember so you will have to have him on to you know confirm this story and then he came back and then um like matched with his husband who he had met like 10 years ago or something like that it was it's a beautiful story you should ask him about Love it but that. He, uh, has a great um history and is just a really great um partner um, and I feel like if I ever have a, a rough event day, which, you know, um, happens, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, he'd be my first call of, of, you know, let's, let's get a drink and, and, uh, commiserate. Make each other feel right. better. Right. Yeah. Right. I have a question for you since, because you said you're kind of that, that add on experience has it happened or how often has it happened where people call you as that add on and go, Oh, wait, you do this, you do that let's just oh, make you the entire every single time i think that people have in their mind it, like what we can do and mm -hmm. what they're looking for and absolutely i'm going to give them the information of what they ask for but i take it as an opportunity to um kind of let them know and even when i do a site tour you know they're they're they have in their mind okay uh october blah 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 is free um at beach house i'm going to look at beach house and i on purpose will make them park farther away from beach house so i can kind of show them other things you know mm. we do have three um parking lots that are open to the public and of zero charge and so which is amazing for events right. and for people coming to visit the park and so um you know I'll say oh, I'll meet you in front of the roller coaster and you know that's a really great point to start and a very picturesque 
um, space. And, you know, and then I go from there and kind of give them an overview of the whole park, even though they have a specific place in mind, because oft, more often than not, they, I get those responses of like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. Or, oh, I never thought about that. You know, um, especially now, like I said, we, I'm working with a lot of novice event planners, mm -hmm. um, who think they know what they want. And, you know, my job is to, um, help make it even better. Yes. So how much work do you do with SDTA? Are they aware of you there? Are you really? Oh, you yes. We're good? big partners of SDTA. Um, some of my, um, I would say, really great best friends and, and, and colleagues um, uh, uh, are work for SDTA. So um, we are going to be in their IMEX booth um, in Las Vegas in great. October. It is my first time at IMEX. So I don't know how I was able to never go to IMEX in the last yeah. 20 years. It's but a, I'm, it's, I'm it's, going. Yeah, it's definitely an experience. It's good that you're going with SDTA because mm -hmm. at night, that's where you meet people if you're with the right people. Otherwise, you're on your own and you don't know what parties are happening and how to get into them. Uh, so hopefully SDTA will, and that's the San Diego Tourism Authority will will help you. And the reason why I asked you that question is because there, there have been so many citywides that have been coming to San Diego year after year after year after year that probably don't know about you and have not even considered Belmont Park and have heard SeaWorld, the zoo, you know, with all due respect, the USS Midway, you know, they've heard about these venues already. So it does seem to me like you have you have a some leeway there with SDTA to get them to start showing your space. Give SDTA credit, you know, they have a gigantic job. I mean, what a great job to sell this beautiful city, right? Uh, but this city has so much to offer and so many options. And so, um, you know, again, I do I do feel COVID had a major impact on like even the staff of SDTA. Um, you know, they were able to hold on and keep employed mm -hmm. some of their heavy hitters, which is wonderful. And I'm mm -hmm. so happy that those familiar faces are still there. Um, but yeah, no, it's, I think that that's a really great point. And um, my, uh, one of the things in my interviews they told me was that, um, you know, Belmont Park has not really cultivated that relationship as best as Belmont Park could. So maybe it was a little bit more Belmont Park than SDTA. Mm -hmm. And so it, it's definitely my mission to continue um making yeah. sure that we are in line with SDTA Good. doing all the SDTA things. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Because, you know, they want to know mm -hmm. the more that they can offer, the more that they know, the mm -hmm. better they can sell the city and, and you. And so, yeah, they're really strapped now because you're right. COVID did, uh, you know, they they hired this really great person. I'm not sure if you know her, Anthony. Her name is um, Allie. Um, she actually used to work for Petco Park. I know um, Allie. Yes. Do you know Allie? She's wonderful, right? She I I've mm -hmm. only met her maybe once or twice, um, but she's I think the perfect person to help Belmont uh, specifically because think about it. Her sole job at Petco was to sell Petco not as a baseball. But as, a venue. 
but as a venue. And, and so, so many more, so many more, uh, you know, restrictions and oh, costs. Goodness. Yeah. Could you imagine? Right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so I think when I had a conversation with her about what my goals and visions were of the park, she absolutely got it and understood. And it just, she was like, absolutely. So I'm really excited to see she actually just posted today, I guess, to to give someone else kudos. I'm not sure who sells this, but she said, did you know that in Little Italy, where the Little Italy sign is, you're mm-hmm. able to make an event under there and activate it? She posted all these pictures and I was like, I did not know that. That's like mm-hmm. a wonderful thing. But Ali is just a good person to think of that out of the box space or venue. Love it. Love mm-hmm. it. Then yeah, you need her in her corner. Let, yeah. we, we're coming down to the end, but I have one question about you because um, you have managed to get through the last few years, not unscathed, but you've managed to be employed and move up in position. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wonder if you have some secret that you'd like to share with those who can't seem to get into a new place when you, you seem to have done it so effortlessly, I must say, I'm sure it wasn't, but it does feel that way on the outside looking in. I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, it was definitely not easy. Um, but I mean, COVID being the most tif- difficult time, I honestly, I, I've lived in my, uh, I live in a townhome um, that I've lived in for seven years. And I, during COVID three times, um, pulled my landlord. Um, I, I don't know how I'm going to continue to pay rent here. I don't know how I'm going to do it. And many times I, it was like the last cup of noodles and I'm not sure how I fed my son for that like year and a half. It was just all miraculous. Um, and I was absolutely very lucky on, um, the job at the Bahia, the job at Belmont park, I was recruited both times. So it wasn't like I was, you know, out looking for those, um, positions. And during COVID it, it did, obviously it got, it got ugly and I absolutely, um, I, I applied to many positions. I was willing to do anything and everything to keep the roof over our heads and, and food in our mouths. Um, but there was something really in me that I have a love for our event industry and uh, like the thought of leaving the industry would make me sick to my stomach. And so I think that in my heart, in my mind, I just, um, continued to manifest and, um, truly envision my future, uh, within this industry and, um, I, I think that would be the best advice for, for someone who wants to continue to grow. One is, is connections are a big thing. So, um, you know, I know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody type, type of situation that has allowed me to continue um, working and doing the thing that I love um, and just kind of, you know, doing it with your, with your whole heart. And that's how I've always done things. And um, I've been very blessed in doing so. Do you think that's you, why you were uh, you were uh, called for these positions rather than having to go out? People know you, right? So obviously, there's good word about you 
mm-hmm. in town. Yeah. And, and how do you cultivate that? Um, I, I mean, as much as I love doing events, I actually love attending events. Um, and so I, at you there, if there's a networking event, if there's a conference, if there's a trade show, if there's anything, I genuinely want to go. And even 20 years in, I don't get tired of them. And I love, you know, the people that I get to see there, you know, I, I feel like, um, it can be draining to lots, but I'm an, an extreme extrovert and that's just my thing. So. I just want to say that you used a word that's very near and dear to my heart. You said manifest mm. and just in our email correspondence, I had this vision of you as being somebody who is a powerful manifest, you know, that you, you manifest, you manifest, Ah, the word just went out of my, out of my manifest, <laughs> you manifest powerfully that, you know, you're so positive and you know what you want and you just live it as if it exists. Oh, absolutely. Um, and, and it's this job specifically, uh, I remember at the end of, uh, the year last year, you know, it's when you close a year, new year's resolutions started happening and I started to think, you know, being a planner, I don't think just of tomorrow, I think of a year out, five years out, you know, where am I seeing myself? And I even, I think, started thinking this way um, when I was at the Dell, because I felt like, well, I work at the Hotel Del Coronado. What is better than the Hotel Del Coronado? You know, how do I trump the Hotel Del Coronado? Like, there's just, you know, I, I, I couldn't um, see what would be next. Right. And, you know, and then I didn't have to, cause you know, COVID yeah, came the universe did it for butt. you. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Here, Melody, I'll show you something. Right. I'll show you. <laughs> um, so the end of last year, I was thinking about, uh, you know, what, my, how I was going to grow in my current position and, and um, at, at the place where I was at and, the thought started coming to me, which was so odd because I am a, I was a hotel girl through and through you, you asked me how I liked the hotel industry and you wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be able to stop talking about how much I loved hotels. And the first, the thought was, I think I'm ready to leave hotels. And I started thinking, well, what does that look like? And as much as I didn't know what that looked like, um, I started just uh, um, envisioning my next step being outside of hotels and not just being outside of hotels, but doing events that were not cookie cutter, that were out of the box, that were creative um, in a place that would let me really just expand. And, And then I got the call. I got the here call and, went, and here, wow. here I am. So that's just kind of how it happened. Bravo. So what do you envision for your future? Um, I want to grow my team. Um, I have a really phenomenal uh, people that I work with, um, but there is four of them. And for the amount of business that I see we're able to do at the park, um, I'm going to need a bigger team, which means that um, I really want to help the existing team continue to grow and learn because mm-hmm. soon we're going to have a lot of newbies that um, these people are going to have to, you know, take up on leadership roles and train. So I see myself um, expanding the team and then 
Um, you know, uh, the, the, to be really transparent, Beaumont Park has, has not met their budget. Uh, we're still trying to, you know, get past that, that COVID, um, numbers, pre-COVID numbers. And so not that they're doing awful by any means, but I want to bring business, uh, and, you know, blow that budget out of the water to, you know, way better than Mm pre-COVID standings and, you know, and, and you do that by, um, you know, continuing in, in, uh, those creative fun, you know, Mm -hmm. events. I can understand why there's a lot of pressure, uh, because in a sense, what you're talking about is new business, new money, uh, and money that for the park, that is that, that exceeds what the daily average is on their, uh, transient, uh, ticket sales, right? I mean, this is money that can come in that they're not necessarily, I'm sure they've budgeted a certain amount for you to make, but you're going to do so much better than that. You are going to blow it out of the water there. Absolutely. So we, we have to come down to the, the end of our broadcast, unfortunately, and, uh, what I call the nitty gritty, the nitty gritty, uh, and that is these five questions we call the Bolotified Five. <gasps> the Bolotified Five. First question is, and it seems pretty obvious just in how you exude so much love, but what is your golden rule? Ooh. Um, actually, one, I think that uh, recently what my team has uh and myself we've been talking about a lot lately is um mess up fess up and move on mess up fess up and move on i like it love it that's Mm -hmm. a very good lesson yes to start with too by the way Mm -hmm. it does level the playing field and -hmm. gives everybody the same message that we're all human we all make mistakes Mm -hmm. let's work as a team get past Mm -hmm. those mistakes and move on right yep Rather than internalize them and lie and make a big deal or point fingers, which makes nobody look good or feel good. Correct. Right on. (laughs) All right. Number two, what is the one daily habit you have that you strongly believe contributes to your success? Um, I walk a lot, uh, whether it's down the boardwalk and look at the beach or walking my dog just around my neighborhood. Um, but just being alone and walking and having that moment to myself to just process anything, I feel like helps just have a good day and just be successful in general. Mm -hmm. I can't agree with you more. We, we actually have a tipsy on solitude for that reason. Mm -hmm. When no one is listening what are the things you're telling yourself? Uh, for a long time, uh, I think I suffered from imposter syndrome. I am a woman. I am Mexican. I am queer. Um, and so I found myself a lot in spaces um, where I felt I did not belong. And so I think I'm a lot better now Um, and I feel like I have overcome that feeling. Um, but it's just reminding myself that, um, I do belong at the table. I have a lot to contribute and, um, that I, 
that I do kick ass. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. Uh, what is one change you'd like to see in the world? Oh, equality. <laughs> Just in every, every that, sense of it. Is that possible? Amen. Is it possible? I mean, I would like to think so. It seems like a pretty easy thing to uh, 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 attain, yes? It, mm -hmm. like it's just like a switch, right? Just, just turn it. Uh, <laughs> and finally, what is your why? Why Why do you do what you do? Why? What, what gets you up in the morning and makes you feel alive? Um, I want to say my family. Um, I, I have a, a, a partner, a son, and a dog that I love being able to, you know, talk to them and, and tell them of my accomplishments. And I love celebrating with them, um, our wins and being able to just like live life together, whether it's, you know, on our couch doing nothing and having a movie, movie marathon or going on vacation together, whatever it might be. It's definitely my family that keeps me going. God bless. That's terrific. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you for being a guest and thank you for representing San Diego and the park as well as you do. And uh, we really would love to work with you there. We should talk about this idea because I'm serious. And uh, that's all we have today. I appreciate you. Right back at you. <laughs> Hey, thank you for listening to Bellotified. If you haven't already, please like and subscribe. And remember to leave us your questions or comments at bolotta.com backslash podcast. Bellotified is a production of Bellotta Entertainment. Hey, that's a lot of Bellotta. Stay engaging. <laughs>